Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. We have a special episode for you guys today. Um, as we inch closer and closer to the Oscar season, we wanted to sit down again. The last time uh, we sat down was in December. Jacob and I talked about the Oscar season. Uh, we want to tackle the big six. We're going to talk about some front runners. We're going to talk about some people that we think are locks and some people that are on the cusp. Um, for all of the bottom tier categories, you can check out Jacob's monthly piece over at the Music City Drive-In. As always, I'm joined by my partner here. Jacob, how are you today, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, and like you said, uh, I'm not, I've been doing the above the line. I'm expanding it to include a lot more, so there will be a lot more up on there now. Awesome. Also joining us today, Kenzie, how are you? I'm good. I'm exhausted that this oscar season's nine years long but it's fine yep it has gotten to the point where i'm just like i'm because you know I, we said this on the podcast on the podcast this week when we announced the whiskeys um that like i've already seen everything so it's like we're here for another three months and i know everybody hasn't but like it's being a part of the critic group we've seen everything let's move on with our lives let's go on guy like it's they moved it and it's frustrating because now there's going to be films that come out of left field sundance is around the corner something could be flashy from sundance yeah. and be purchased and brought out in february and could be nominated and it's like, yeah so we're recording the show um on january the 10th um we're probably going to release it on podcast format we're going to release it the week of the 17th video we're going to make it available probably this week I um, wanted to prefix that because the Oscar season's ever changing, but we'll probably sit down one more time here in February to kind of get ahead of the picks. But we'll kick it off with the supporting actress. And uh, Kenzie, uh, we'll just kind of go around the table. Everybody can agree on some locks here possibly, which I think this is the one category that there might not be a whole lot of locks, I guess you would say, yeah? Yeah, like I have three, but I can see one of them not actually being a like tight lock but i know olivia coleman and the father is probably a big lock i haven't seen it yet but um she's a recent winner in a movie with the lead actor who is anthony hopkins like yeah. it's just i think she'll um definitely be considered a lock and then i really think amanda seyfried's a lock in mank i it's the one thing even if people don't like the movie they single her out and um i don't really think there's a ton of supporting actress contenders. So I think those two are for sure locks. And then Ellen Burstein in Pieces of a Woman, even if you don't like the movie, she's great. And she is obviously a big name in the Oscar world. So, and we love her. So, yeah. Those are the three that stand out to me as like front runners slash most likely locks. I think the only one that I would add to that, but I wouldn't consider a lock either, is is Yu Young Jung for Minari. I think that she's gonna get over that hump. I think yeah. this year. I think if she got over it, she'd be a lock. I mean, I haven't seen it, but just everyone's so passionate about her specifically. Yeah. I just think she has a big hurdle to come over before yep. becoming a lock. I um, I am starting. I did for a very long time thought of Olivia Coleman as a lock, with how bad that sony pictures classic or sony classic pictures whatever has been promoting that movie um other than anthony hopkins of course i think she, yeah, yeah um i think she's slipping down a little bit and i brought this up on twitter today i could see a world where glenn close gets her revenge on coleman 
by keeping Coleman out and getting that final spot. Um, other than that, I agree. Amanda Seyfried, for me, she's been my number one for a very long time. And that just seems so Oscar-y. And that, that's, that's my one true lock. And then Yoon, of course, if she gets over that hump, Ellen Burstyn is probably in. Um, I don't think she's a lock by any means, but Bakalova is very close. And if she can start getting some of the bigger uh, named awards, I think she would easily be a lock to get in. Yeah, I have her as like a like in the hunt mm-hmm. and like the lead of that pack, but I I don't know. Like it depends on like how the movie's received. Like if the movie is contending in a few other categories, I think she's like a lock. But if it's really not like the movie falls off the deep end with the Oscar conversation, I think she'll get left behind. Well, but she, she is really great in it, but it's mm-hmm. like also you have to consider it's a comedy and like We'll see. And that's she's going thing. against Olivia Coleman, Glenn Co- Close. I mean, it. That's like, the thing. The for names me. that are listed are big, like time actresses. So that's like another thing working against her. I mean, I would love for her to get in, but it's like it's a comedy performance. She's not a well-known actress. The movie might not be as well received, and that's like the thing that like makes me leave Glenn Close off. Is like I don't really know how Hillbilly Elegy will be rewarded with oscar nominations like it could end up getting like a few but it could end up getting like zero right like they might really like it but we don't know that because not a lot of people really liked it like outside of film twitter like none of my friends have watched it and it's on netflix and they watch like Mm. everything else that's been dropped on netflix but it's it's interesting i also um I keep seeing Jodie Foster pop up. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, she's like, like Scott Feinberg has Jodie Foster listed as like a possibility. Mm-hmm. And she is I, on quite a few people's lists on um, Gold Derby. So, and she is Jodie Foster, guys. Wouldn't it be so cool if Anthony Hopkins was nominated and then Jodie Foster was nominated? That would be pretty, <laughs> that would be pretty dope. Wow, that would be so cool. And that's the thing I think for me, the problem with the Bubakabla is just the name value alone. And this is a very odd year, right? You know what I mean? I feel like this is, I don't, the performance is obviously is what it is. I'm not saying it wasn't a good performance because it was a good performance. I just, it's, it's an, it has a lot of hurdles to overcome to be. The big, the big one she's going to need is SAG. But I think for me with Sasha Baron Cohen being, you know, a very high up, possibly you know we'll talk about that but possibly a lock for Charles Chicago 7 I think with how much he's campaigning it's it's allowing Borat to be oh we don't need to campaign him for Borat for gloves or anything he's got that locked up so they've been pushing her so much in front of people and getting her out and like putting her name everywhere I think Um, she would benefit if this was a normal year and they could do like screenings with her mm -hmm. but but with, more, I mean, like with how character and, and out there and with yeah. how open supporting actresses this year, I mean, yeah, that's like a big thing. It's, it's like so, she could because there's yeah. really not that many people that I'm like, that's a lock. Like I said, Olivia Coleman, you were like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like, this is the one category where I feel like there's I don't have still that many people. Anyone from like one to six could still win. I could still yeah. see Ellen Burstyn winning. I could still see Olivia Coleman winning. I could still see um, Yoon Yo-jung winning. I could still see Seyfried, all of them. I could still see Glenn Close winning for a Leonardo DiCaprio Oscar. And mm-hmm. so 
it's this is the one where I feel like it's it's not very broad, but it is very wide open. Exactly. Moving on to the unlike su- supporting actor. Supporting actor, which is absolutely <laughs> loaded. Um, okay, I think there's right now. I think there's two locks. Mm-hmm. I think that's Sasha and Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, same. Those um, are the only two I think are locks. I think Leslie Odom Jr. is going to be double nominated, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, but for me, I just those two really, and then the outskirts of that, there's like 7.3 million names. Mm-hmm. But you guys, are you, Kenzie, you agree with the locks there, Jacob? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with those two. Um, I think uh, I think Sasha and Leslie are the two safest. I mean, Leslie for one night in Miami, just because that movie is he just is so good in that movie. And I I personally love Sasha in Travel Chicago Seven. I know he's not a lot of people's first. Um, but also with that, I mean, there has not been a single person this year that has been campaigning harder than Sasha. And I think it's really going to pay off come Globes, come SAG Ensemble, um, come all of that. I mean, personally, I still see him winning two Globes in one night. And so um, all of that building up to it, I think is going to give him a pretty good night. Next, that, that next set for me, really, I think Paul Racy, I think he's kind of in that, in this, somewhat of it is his league of his own maybe him and like he would be that next potential lock i think it's going to depend on what amazon does with the film obviously but you know he's he's getting a lot of love a lot more love than i kind of anticipated i guess that i would expect it but i mean he's great in sound of metal he's fantastic in sound of metal but um you have him you have kalua you have rylance you have murray uh you've got a you've got a pretty laundry list of guys um, you know, that are battling out for these last three slots. Where do you see that at right now, Jacob? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I personally, I think Rishi's, I think he's that last one in as like a, um, as like, oh, like, look, like how cool this would be, especially having like, you know, if Reza Meg got in, um, having him in as well. Um, but yeah, I think after those first two, it's so wide open. You know, Daniel Kaluuya could easily come out and still win. Uh, Bill Murray, I could see Bill Murray winning as a, you know, as the same thing, Glenn Close, as just like a overdue um, award. And then, of course, you've got Stanley Tucci for Supernova, who, you know, a lot of people are still like talking about his performance, even though not a lot of people have seen it. And then even though I I love Chadwick Boseman into Five Bloods, but – I don't, I don't think he should be in, but he is getting a lot of love for his supporting performance in Defy Bloods. And then, you know, you've got the rest of the Chicago group, uh, Rylance, Langella, um, Abdul Mateen. And I know some of them aren't doing as well, but you can't really count out all of them just yet in my eyes. Kenzie, thoughts? Well, I think after the two locks, I think everyone else is really interchangeable because they're either smaller movies or people haven't seen them or they've come out and been kind of quiet. So like, I think Daniel Kaluuya, depending on the movie, could possibly win if it's really like as good as everyone is saying he's Mm going to be. And then Paul Racy, like, I honestly think if it was a Netflix movie, he would be like contending to win. Yeah. But because it's Amazon, I don't really trust them. And that movie could end up getting zero nominations somehow. Yep. Um, I, I could see him getting in and Ahmed. Nothing not else. In. Like, mm. I really could see that. Um, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> I really think Chadwick Boseman has a really good shot for The Five Bloods of getting in. 
he one he's great and two that movie is like seeing a new surgeons again mm-hmm. um bill murray i think like you're saying he is way overdue but the movie like that's its only shot sadly yeah. um so that's like really hard to say that he could get in and then okay the rest of my list depends on how the movies perform if promising young woman does really well I would, like, it could be, like, a Roma thing where they just throw Bo Burnham in. Like, it could really happen. He got his first, he got his first nomination. Yeah, like, if they like that movie, they could just check every box that's eligible in. Yeah. Same thing with Child Chicago 7, because I think that movie is, like, unfortunately, in the hunt for Best Picture, like, to win Best Picture. If they, like, go crazy for that movie, this, this category could be three guys from that movie. But it just like yep. really depends after those first two, like how the rest, the, the like the rest of the possible nominees, how their movies do. Like if Promising Young Woman is like a thing, they could just like pick up Bo Burnham for a mm-hmm. ride. Same thing with Mark Rylance. No, yeah, and his and I, and I completely agree with the uh, with the Bill Murray thing. See, that's my thing. It's like Bill Murray and Paul Ritchie could. Well, of course. Paul Ritchie could be the only like upper tier award. I mean, I still think Sound of Metal gets in for sound. Um, but those two could be the sole nominees from their films. And I think Paul Ritchie, even though he's not as big of a name, he, he just has does a better give, shot. Yeah. He gives a better, Murray, in my eyes, he gives a better performance and it's more liked. Yeah. And I think Bill Murray would have benefited had this been a regular year and he could have been in front of people. Mm-hmm. Because he does like he's he's so likable, and I can't imagine him in front of Academy voters. Like it would play so mm-hmm. much better. But it's not that kind of year, and like nobody's talking about that movie, so it's kind of like jumping off. It just kind of depends, like what Apple does with it. Like, yep. I mean, and I it seems like Apple's putting all their apples in a bag for Chirk. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and Wolfwalkers. I think they're putting a lot of money out for Wolfwalkers as well. Well, that that's rightfully so, but. Yeah. The cherry, the cherry one's just it's baffles ridiculous. me. Um, but also, you know, Bill Murray's got A24, which sucks at uh, promoting ever since they won the Oscar. But who knows? He, they, could put, they could put his name out there, too. Another category that I think is really wide open after our, our, a couple at the top there is director. Um, for me personally, I think the locks are Fincher and Zhao. After that, it's a, it is what it is. Race, battle there, I think um Kenzie I don't so I'm queen of David Fincher's fan club and I don't think he's a lock a lot of people don't even have him in like their five like it's really crazy I think Chloe Jaw and Aaron Sorkin are the people that are locks honestly they're the two that are on everybody's list. Aaron Sorkin being a lock would be a joke. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm just. I, it, I don't it, like it, but he is on everybody's oh, list. And his disagree. movie is like number one on most people's list oh, of sure. best picture. And they're going to lump him in. I think yeah. after that, though, like, it's just so open. Like, I don't even know what to really make of it. Like, yeah, because, I love, love, love. I haven't seen One Night in Miami, but Regina King's on a lot of people's lists. And she is a, like, fantastic person to get in front of people. Like, so charming, so well-liked. And, like, she's obviously very loved. Like, she won an Oscar, an Emmy recently. Like, mm-hmm. the love is there. And if you saw her name on a list and you were a voter, 
a lot of these other directors that are in the hunt are new directors and she's at least a like a well-known name which will definitely help her especially in a year where people don't know what movies to watch because they didn't get to see movies in theaters it's a lot harder um yeah some of these easier accessible films are going to get a lot more recognized, you know. Yeah, like, I think that could really help Spike Lee, too, because, like, Defy Bloods is having a resurgence. It's also Netflix, and he's, like, a name. They know. Like, that could really benefit him. But um, I would love Emerald Fennell to get in. She's on some people's list. She's not on some people's list. I would love it to happen. It just depends how much they like that movie. Jacob? I still think David Fincher wins this. And I'm probably not going to take him off my thing. I get, I get Chloe Zhao's getting a lot of love um, from the critics for that. But I think once you get it in front of purely film, everything, people, and the whole style, black and white, it's, for me, it's going to be more of like an achievement type of an award um, rather than a pure directorial thing, you know, doing his father's screenplay, like 20 years after he wrote it, um, the black and white, recreating old Hollywood, um, you know, and then Fincher's got that overdue tab on top of it as well. Um, I think DJ is going to be big for him. I think Mank's going to do very well at the Golden Globes um, because of their pretentious, like, nature of being the Golden Globes. Um so I still have, I definitely still have David Fincher. And I think, I just think it's him versus Chloe Zhao. And I think everyone else is just fighting for a nomination. Um, Lee Isaac Chung is getting a lot of love for Minari. Um, he's moving up. Uh, this is the one where I added so many. Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah could be in there. Darius Martyr is getting some love for Sound of Metal. And if that movie really hits, I mean, I could easily see him getting in for what he did. Um, Emerald Fennell, of course, George C. Wolf for My Radius Black Bottom um, could easily get in. Again, the same thing with Olivia Coleman. I think Florian Zeller's falling off a little bit because um, Sony Pictures Classic refuses to actually put that movie in front of people's faces. I think that the only thing I will say about The Father is this, it's not out yet, right? You know what I mean? So I think they have the opportunity. I just don't, I think they dropped the ball. Like Minari mm-hmm. and Nomadland, they made the film accessible to everybody. In the film world, The Father, it was just like, it's it's been a time. Yeah, The Father, The Father, I mean, I, I, I'm very adamant that the, the studios can do what they want to do when it comes to screeners and everything. But the father was one where they like sent an email and said, Hey, you're getting the father for 48 hours. And then that was it. And so you had like, you had two days to watch it, which of course is what, what they can do. It's their film. But at the same time, like that's very quick at, for some people. So there's some people who just couldn't, cause they, they did like five or six films at the same time. And so it's very quick for some people to be like, oh, do I want to watch this? Or do I want to watch something else? Or can I even watch this right now? Um, and so I feel like they're just, they're really, it's all about putting it in front of people's faces. And that's why I think Aaron Sorkin, you know, I, I don't think his direction is great. I think that's the one thing that really kind of holds Charles Chicago 7 back. And I think a lot about what if David Fincher had uh, Trial of Chicago 7. But um, I think Sorkin gets in just for, how much they're putting it in people's faces. And then the whole major sequence is going to be why he gets in. Um, Cause I think that actually was directed 
very, very well. Real quick, moving on to the best actress category, um, another loaded category. I think right now for me, I think McDormand and Kirby are are going to be locks, and then after that, we have a lot. Oh no, I'm sorry, Viola's. I think a lock too. I think Viola's a lock. Um, Kenzie, thoughts on actress? I only so I think Frances McDormand and Viola Davis are two locks, and I think everyone after that is like. I don't know. So I want to say Zendaya is a lock, but I, one, haven't seen it, two, like, not that many people have actually seen it. So I think Frances McDormand and Violet Davis are, like, the real locks, because Pieces of a Woman, some people really don't like the movie, and that could hurt her, and not that many people know who she is, even though she's fantastic. Yeah. And everything else kind of depends on what they think of, like, the movie overall, because... I don't know. I could see women is one of those. It's like, yeah, I could see her getting left off. Yeah. I think she should win, but I can see her getting left off because one, it's more of a dark, like she, Emerald Fennell is talking about it as like a dark comedy and it's obviously like not for everyone as I'm seeing all over Twitter all weekend. But, and I know Twitter is not the Academy, but I'm just saying like, it doesn't appeal to everyone. And then two, like, I think this should only be between Carrie Mulligan, Vanessa Kirby, and Viola Davis, but that's not what's happening. Um, Because some people can't separate movies from the performance, and I think that's what's happening with Vanessa Kirby. And then on top of that, she's not a super well-known person. But, like, I would love to see Cindy Flanagan get some more love for Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. I rewatched it over the weekend and it's just, she's astonishing. It's fantastic. It's one of the, it's a. F- she's just, it's like a year where like the weight of your name matters so much because people have to watch everything at home. And I know Academy voters were probably watching 90% of everything at home before this year, but Still. I think like if they're like, oh, can I watch this movie with an actress I don't know or Viola Davis in a movie or Frances McDormand, they're going to go at the movie with an actor they know. Yep. Um, and I, would, I... I personally want this to be Vanessa Kirby's Oscar or Carrie Mulligan's, but I would be so excited to see Viola Davis get a lead actress Oscar, even though it's a supporting performance. Of, of course, no one, like very few people have seen it. But what you just said is why I think Zendaya has just as much of a shot, just from hearing like the first reactions and hearing everything and hearing how great she is, because she just, I mean, she's she just on the she's Emmy. in the MCU. She just won the Emmy. She, I mean, she made like Emmy history by uh, her win. She could, and like, she's, she's very same. much like, she's very like the age prominent. I'm just kidding. I very prominent in um, it's the same thing as like with Regina King like her name is so like represented it like people would just know her name off a list right away Mm -hmm. especially like let's say Vanessa Kirby does get in if you're like I don't know who that is but I know who Zendaya is like that'll really and it's Netflix so Mm -hmm. yeah Netflix has a fucking embarrassment of riches this year I mean, they've got. Well, that's just uh, based on the simple fact that they could buy it all because nobody could release anything in theaters. Like yeah. that, that's they kind of strong armed the um, the market there. And then we also, I haven't I haven't heard from what I've gathered, I haven't heard the greatest things about Billie Holiday. But, but I think it's an actress play, if mm-hmm. anything, and yep. that's someone and you think, can't leave off. And exactly. she's playing someone real, and that 
like we just saw a movie where like win best actress where it wasn't nominated for like any other major awards Mm -hmm. so it's like and so yeah so i think that and then um sophia loren still a thing and that's netflix we can't meryl streep yet yep we can't i for how much i don't want her to get in that's someone who I could see. I could see them getting. I mean, their come four. on! She got Florence Jenkins. She yeah. won. It, this could her... be one of those years where they just they they sit it's down all and like, five oh, people name. we know. Right? Yeah, exactly. If they sit down, they're like, "Oh, uh, could we do Meryl Streep or Zendaya?" But no, I'm just saying. Well, if see, gonna, I, I would if say they're... Meryl Streep or Carrie Mulligan. I was just saying. If they're gonna do that, yeah. can they at least do Michelle Pfeiffer? I would be okay with that. She's That's, fantastic in the French yeah. exit. She's I fantastic. haven't seen it, but like. I, come on, Michelle Pfeiffer. She has Pfeiffer. one scene in that movie that is so, like, it is a badass scene. I loved her in it. It was just, the film's just meh, but But everyone please. points her out. So it's like, if we're going to go by name recognition alone, let's skip Meryl Streep. She's fine. She has enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is this is definitely an award where I feel like I still, I, and that's that's really cool for how it is, but I still feel like anyone could win this award. I wouldn't be mad if Frances McDormand won another one. I just think, like, otherwise, like, everyone that's in the hunt, I'd be really happy with. Like, I mm-hmm. would love it to be someone like Zendaya or Vanessa Kirby or Carrie Mulligan, who's kind of, I mean, Carrie Mulligan's not new, but, like. A new win, like, you know. Like, it would just be exciting for it to not be someone who already has an Oscar. This thing, that's the thing, like, for me this year, like, I feel like this is the year the opportunity the Academy has to award fresh faces and yes. really put those fresh faces on in front of people. You know what I mean? Like, this is the opportunity to yes. do something like that. And I just don't know if they're going to do that. Exactly. Transitioning to actor, um, I mean, it's, no matter what we say about the father, it's Anthony Hopkins, right? You know what I mean? We have Hopkins and we have Chadwick. Those are the, definitely the only two locks. Yeah, and then you have everybody else. I, I mean, still, I still think Delroy is a lock. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they won't have him in. I, I, I want, I want to say he's a lock, but like I just get this really uneasy feeling about it. Like yeah. I, I think if they go for the movie, yes, but I also feel like Netflix is like putting its money elsewhere. But see, with the five books, they're putting all their money in him. I guess, but like, I think like if the movie doesn't get in, like I w- could see him falling off. Unfortunately, I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going to be brokenhearted when Riz Ahmed doesn't get a nomination. Yeah, that's, that's the one yep. I'm so stressed yep. about. So because I think like Riz Ahmed, you got Oldman, and then Steve Steven Yoon, I feel like could get left off. I think he's good. I, I personally wouldn't put him in my five regardless. I, I In my personal, but academy-wise, I could see them easily I, skipping over that one. I yeah, could Stanfield. I could easily see... I could uh, see Steven Yeun not getting in and then, like, Gary Oldman getting in. I well, could see, I could see... I see a yeah. world where Tom Hanks gets in, so there's that. That Yeah, that too. I think um, I could definitely see a world where Riz Ahmed misses and Steven Yeun and Gary Oldman take those last two spots. Um, just for the fact of... Minari is 85 to 90% going to be a best picture contender and going to be a contender of a lot across the board. And they might take that rather than taking Sound of Metal, who will be actor sound and maybe one other thing. Yeah, and I think once One Night Miami comes out, I think that um, I think Amazon's going to shift all of their focus to that and really push that instead of Sound of Metal because I don't think mm-hmm. they know how to handle 
all the vehicles at one time the same way Netflix does. I think that's why they love Borat is because they're like, oh, we can just push one person in Borat and not have to worry about anything else. Uh, transition into picture. I mean, obviously the lock there, the trial of Chicago seven, that's, that's the, that's a lock there. I, I think. I Nomad think Nomadland's Land. a lock. Nomadland. Yep. And, and then, then I would put Minari and Maraini's Black Bottom as locks. I think Mank's a lock too. Mm-hmm. I really want, I want to fight for Mank and everything. Oh, we did not talk about Mass Mickelson. Um, that. <laughs> I don't think he's getting a nomination, sadly, but he should be in the conversation. Thanks. Um, but I think I don't really think Manx's a lock. I want it to be. I think Manx is gonna be year, like right? eight. We're getting ten, right? Uh, I think we're getting. I think next year is the first year we're getting like. A yeah, I solid think next 10. year is oh, okay. the first year. It's like. Um, I think Manx's like on the cusp. I think it's like Manx and Soul are the last two in. I have. I definitely have Manx a lock. Strictly for the for the fact, Mank will probably finish with over ten nominations, and they're not going to give a movie ten nominations and then not have it in Best Picture because it it'll be something like all the critic groups. <laughs> yeah, um, but it'll be. I mean, it'll be production design, costume design, cinematography, score, like all of those right there. It's already top two. Editing, it's top two. Director, it's top two. Um, actor, supporting actress, it's top two um makeup and hairstyling it's probably top two and so i mean that's just eight right there and that's just right off the top of my head i think i definitely think it's going to finish with at least 10 and uh, um i think if if a movie gets almost 10 nominations i feel like it has to get best picture i like that i'm the one who likes mank the most and i don't agree with that I'm I'm looking forward to it because again we have so much time to play out right you know what I mean like we, you know we talked about this like we want to prefix that to say what time this was being recorded because we could be completely talking about something totally different by next week or even the week after yeah some of these next Friday is like the fifteenth is a big release date like digitally yeah. there's a lot coming out like if you're listening and you haven't watched Promising Young Woman on Friday you can third podcast I'm mentioning this. Yes, just um, but I think like soul is like something that could get through to best picture if mm-hmm. like they spend enough money on it. And then I also think that one night in Miami and um, Malcolm and Marie just depend how much money they spend on it. I think, yeah, I think one night in Miami is in um, my on the cusp one right now is probably going to be the father. I could see the father falling off and getting screenplay and actor and that being it um or i could see getting director actor uh supporting actress you know a slew of them um they just it seems like they're not really pushing it as hard as they need call, to i'm gonna call sunny picture clocks with my and, and uh, say, hey look you just give me x amount of dollars we're about to push this out the wazoo one that actually like scares me and i mean i haven't seen it i really have no want to see it but um, News of the World is probably going to be one that plays very well. I think well. it could get into director if they mm-hmm. like push it enough. Yeah, I, I, they really I said like that, I said a couple months ago. Exactly. They, and they love They, they love him, yes. especially the director's branch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is and crazy. he could take David Fincher's spot. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't see. I really think David Fincher is like on the outs. I don't think he's a like a luck at all and i love him i'm the can leader I, of the can club. we just nominate fennel 
Zeller, Martyr, Zhao, and King. Like, can that be our five and just call it a day? Can you imagine if, like, the first year there's a woman of color nominated, there's two, and then there's two women in Best Director? Like, that'd be awesome. Like, if 2020 can give That'd us anything. That would be three women. Like, that would be three they women. They could give us three women in the director's lineup. That would be fine. There better be two. I don't care what two it is. There better be two. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> women! Folks, we're going to be diving into these again next month in February. Make sure to check out Jacob's latest article, which will be dropping here this week. Uh, make sure to give Kenzie a follow at Kenzie Nunu. Give myself a follow at Ricky Learn Score. Give Jacob a follow at tberry 57 um, we're consistently pumping out the content here for the award season. Um, I can't wait till next month and we have completely different locks and completely different picks. That's going to be a whole lot of fun for us. So thank no you more so David Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher is dead. Uh, RIP. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see it. I literally just want David Fincher to miss now just for this moment alone. So I don't want him to miss. I just want to clarify. I'm obsessed <laughs> with him more than anyone on this podcast, but I just, I have a bad feeling guys. Just, as long as a woman takes his place, we're fine. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.